Welcome to The Daily Wrap-Up, a concise show dedicated to bringing you the most relevant, independent news as we see it from the last 24 hours. Friday, July 28th, 2023. Thank you for joining me today. An interesting topic. Wasn't sure where where we were going to take this today. I had a lot of stuff, as always, that I'm trying to decide on what we're going to put out. And I actually got a really nice compliment today as I was getting the show ready. Somebody who saw the title and, and commented in one of our chats that that I that really pr- pretty much said that they like how what we're doing on this show is not following the the topics that seem to be the most like the things that everybody are batting around. And we do that also sometimes social commentary and other important things, but that it's something that just happens to be interesting to every conversation, but specifically in this case, COVID-19 or rather just the medical direction, but that I find interesting and how it connects. And it's not going to be in all the headlines everywhere else, but I think it's important. And I just think it's interesting. I I just wanted to shout that person out. Thank you for that. I thought it was a really, I, I, I think the same thing. And I just wanted to say, I think it's interesting that there's so many different views out there. There's so many different people with so many different shows and you'll find a lot of unique content out there, but you'll also find a lot of people with different views on big topics. But one thing I pride myself on on this platform is to find the things that nobody else are talking about and not just look at the things that aren't, you know, this finding something where there's nothing, but finding something that is relevant, something that's very central and going down that rabbit hole. And that's one of the things I discovered with this today, which became the focus pretty much entirely on, except for some opening points on RNAi interference or silencing gene technology. We've actually talked about this already. A company that was founded by none other than Robert Langer. I'm coming to find out is also overlapping in a lot of different directions, including pesticides. Interestingly enough, the very same technology that was floated in 2016 and roundly dismissed and, and just, and shut down by scientists around the world because it was called dual-use technology and a weapon. It was insect allies. We've talked about this. I only just now made the connection between that exact same thing in what is already now, I guess, the next step for vaccination. Let that sink in and realize how alarming it is to talk about openly talking about gene silencing technology. And and then, interestingly enough, we see this kind of weirdly inserted conversation about the ethnic bioweapon that got roundly debunked even though it was a very real thing that we talked about long before rfk was filmed when he wasn't realizing it and said that and maybe just so we could say yes fake story and kind of put a big glaring fake story on the top of this as it's becoming more central just a thought but there's a lot to get into around this topic it shouldn't be that long of a show but we'll see how we end up today but let's start with a couple of opening points that i thought were relevant that we're not going to focus on today one i thought this was just interesting the uh, Empire Files put this out. Uh, I, I made this comment. I don't think it was publicly, actually. I think it was in our Discord community, somewhere like that. But I basically made the comment that I'm going to go ahead and predict ahead of time, but that before Oppenheimer comes out, I was predicting, again, that everybody probably predicted that they're going to use this to repaint the picture of this event. Mo- many of you might not even know the reality of this event. I just played this clip, by the way, because of this of Nelson Mandela. Now it's not true because Nelson Mandela said it. It's true because it's true. He's one of the many that had the courage to say it, but what their tweet is after Oppenheimer, which is the movie of, you know, the, the lionizing of the history of creating the atom bomb, the great myth that the U S dropping two atomic bombs in world war two ended the war. It's not true. 
In fact, it's a horrific reality when you find out, and this has been fleshed out by historians and, you know, not not mainstream, of course, because you're not allowed to say these things in the corporate news. But that and you, again, these are verifiable realities. I'm not going to go into it deep today, but please take your time and look into this. At the time, Jap Japan was retreating at every single front. The war was over in that regard. And the U.S. government decided to use the atom bombs for the first time in history twice on civilian populations, both to essentially make, you know, I'm not going to pretend I know what their minds are, but the argument is to to kind of make a statement to the world, including Russia in particular, saying, here's what will happen if you dare to cross us. That is the legacy of the U.S. government that's never gone away. That doesn't mean you. It doesn't mean Americans, because, in fact, you'll hear this clip right now that when you hear the world talk about America, they're talking about the government. They all know this. They actually know right now more than ever, more Americans are seeing it than ever, or than ever before. But I want to play this clip again in case you guys missed it. As I wrote, it was not hard to predict the clumsy way Oppenheimer movie would be used to attempt to rewrite history, to make the U.S. look like the hero who reluctantly used the A-bomb as a last resort, which ended the war. False. The truth is not that easily buried. And if there is a country that has committed unspeakable atrocities in the world, it is the United States of America. The government. They don't care. The government. They don't care for the human for human beings. Fifty-seven years ago, when Japan was retreating on all fronts, they decided to drop the atom bomb in Hiroshima and Nagasaki. Interestingly enough, this is at the International Women's Forum in 2003 in Johannesburg, South, South Africa. It's an interesting place, timing for another conversation. Killed a lot of innocent people who are still suffering yep, from the effects of those bombs. Just like Iraq with the uranium. Those bombs were not aimed against the Japanese. They were aimed against the Soviet Union. Right. To say, look, this is the power that we have. If you dare oppose what we do this is what is going to happen to you that's terrible because they are so arrogant the government they decided to kill innocent people in japan who are still suffering from that who are they now to pretend that they are the policemen of the world right now this is this is something that a lot of the world knows that americans don't some americans don't realize is a Something that most of the world recognizes, but is afraid to speak up or afraid to take action because this is what will happen, right? The reality that they see through this, the facade. You don't stand up and act like you care about democracy and free speech and human rights when you actively destroy those things in, I mean, you could argue historically that today is different. Sure, I'll let you argue that. It's not true. And in fact, it's really easy to show that it's never even stopped. But- just make sure you understand for the point of today that whether you think today or not, that historically, right up until very recently, this is what was going on and the world sees it. That It matters for the rest of the conversation today, that they're willing to take action like this and then stand up and say, freedom. This is the point that I've been making since I've started doing this work. There's a special kind of place in hell for the person that does the worst and then calls for gratitude, does murders people and then says, I saved everyone. There's a very big difference between that and a person that just does bad because they do bad. 
there's it's it's you see what I'm saying There's a very special kind of evil that then wants to be praised for doing good things after killing people. That's what we're talking about here. And they use it against everybody. What I am condemning, what I'm condemning is that one power with a president who has no foresight, who cannot think properly, is now wanting to plunge the world into a holocaust. And I'm happy that, that the people of the world, especially those of the United States of America, there you go, are standing up and opposing their own president. Right. So just hear that entirely, because, of course, politicians will play the first part and want you to think that he's, you know, here's somebody attacking you and your country. No, he's talking. He's talking about the, the corrupt, criminal, so psychopathic government that are acting like this and it says and more than ever, especially the United States people standing up with us saying this right now in 2003. Right. The point was they did succeed. The bad people in continuing the war after, two, uh, you know, Patriot Act, everything since Afghanistan, Iraq, Syria, Libya, on and on and on. He was right. It doesn't matter what you try to paint over this, guys. You cannot pretend you can't see that. This trail of bodies and broken countries. There's nothing about that that is, it is it's easy to see. You either see it or you pretend it's something else because you're lost in the two-party paradigm. Simple as that. Now, I could be wrong. But that's pretty clear to me. You tell me what you think. I hope that that opposition will one day make him understand that he has made the greatest mistake of his life yeah. in trying to bring about carnage and uh, to police the world Wasn't a mistake. without any authority from the international body. Right. And this is what I always talk about when I'm saying sanctions. Right. They've, they've contorted everything today. So you've got average people in America, the United States, acting like it's, you know, sanctions are just normal. It's illegal, guys. It's as simple as that. It's unbelievable that we're at a point where I know look, it's not unique to the United States, Russia, China. Because once you go, look, it doesn't even matter what the logic is. You could argue one did it because the other did it and blah, blah, blah. That's how they play this. But all of them are now unilaterally, primarily the U.S. government using the dollar as their control are sanctioning other countries based on what they individually want. I don't mean America. I mean, they, the government, the power structure. That's crazy. And then, you know, like, that's like, it's it's like going after Germany because they made a legal deal with somebody the U.S. government doesn't like. That's right on the surface. And then they quite literally bomb the pipeline. And, we're, and we all go, oh, I don't know. you know, some of us do anyway, pretending like we can't see how clearly obvious that was. It's pathetic. So, this is something we need to think about today as they're drowning in their lies. That's what I've been saying for a long time, right? You can only lie for so long before you can't step in any direction before you step and contradict a previous lie. So the movie was an attempt to go, look, we're still the good guys. Please believe us. It's not true, guys. And these it doesn't mean you understand. The reason they lie about this is because you want good. Don't miss that part. Caitlin Johnstone made that point a long time ago and it's always resonated with me. If they didn't, if they didn't, if we didn't want to be good people and want good from them, they wouldn't pretend to be good. So it's not us. It's not like this country that's the problem. It's these, it's these frothing at the mouth, psychopathic government entities that have taken control of this power, pretending that they're good. So we vote for them, 
even you know, pretending that even has a factory. Anyway, as I like, get mired for 13 minutes on the opening point. <laughs> and that's why this show takes forever. Now, second point <laughs> show is is just important to see what's going on in Israel. It's just it's it's just so mind blowing to me. The Cuds News Network points out that the Israeli occupation pours cement, cement into a water spring in in, in the south of Hebron. Now, look, if this was if it was an illegal, like you have to understand, there's no reasoning behind putting cement in it unless it's just to say you're not allowed to have this water. Like if it was a permit, well, they'd say, well, get the permit. You don't take the cement back out once you get the permit. That's not how this works. It's pretty irreversible. Right. So you can't pretend like they don't have a permit, which is what people are doing. And on top of that, it's the old lie that they even have the ability to get permits. It's I forget the numbers. It's, it's in the single percentages uh, in the per, uh, percentiles of people that actually get something. And even then, I doubt that of Palestinians that apply and actually get the permits. And these are places where they've been pushed into over the decades of displacement. And then they are never allowed to get permits. And then 20 years later, they get kicked out of that place, too. Why? Well, they don't have a permit. <laughs> it's just it's a scam. The point is, this is Palestinian land that they've been moved to. Now they're trying, they're they're digging a well, and then they come and pour cement in the well to stop them from growing agriculture. This is unbelievable. It's just it's so gross that this is still happening. Now, if you want to remember these images, they used to call fake. Remember that? Remember when you post this and they go, "That's fake news." There was never a Palestine. Remember that? That was very recently. People actually argue that it's mind blowing. The point is that yellow was Palestine. Now watch as Israel continually, gradually, illegally occupies all of the area. The point is they go to the future depiction, which is what Israel wants. None. It's right on the surface, guys. So as your government doesn't care about that, recognize what they actually are and what Israel's government actually is, since they're working alongside the U.S. government that Nelson Mandela just laid out for you. Well, to see what else they're doing. Of course, one every... Each side is going to probably point to the other here, which is usually how this game is played. Even though your government is the reason this is happening, you might have missed that, you know, this big scam. Everybody seems to have known or seems to have known that the SBF and FTX was such a scam, right? Clearly corrupt. There was nothing. There was no daylight. This guy was a criminal actor. They stole money. Everybody. Oh, no, he just got off. No big deal. He's going to go have dinner with Hillary Clinton because they got off like every other person that never got charged for their open criminal activity. This is what it looks like to have different tiers. As Whitney writes, charges are getting dropped for the money laundering Ponzi Ponzi bro SBF, Sam Bankman Freed. If you still think the DOJ isn't a two tier enforcement arm of the national security mafia that actually runs the U.S., you believe in a fairy tale and it's time to grow up. Wholeheartedly agree. U.S. Department of Justice has dropped all campaign finance charges against Sam Bankman Freed. I can't, I mean, I, I'll just let, I'll let his tweet sum this up. This is as stupid as this, as this gets. This is about as stupid as going, oh, well, we looked for whatever cocaine we thought we found, and yeah, we just couldn't figure it out. Thanks, guys. Good try. Everybody moves on. <laughs> Great job, media. Like, like the story even matters, first of all, but it clearly was either a fake story or they didn't even care to look in the first place. Same thing here. As Glenn writes, congrats to Sam Bankman-Fried, the Dem Party's second largest donor, don't forget that, behind George Soros, probably his son now, on having his campaign finance fraud charges dropped by the Biden DOJ. Their hilarious claim, no joke, is that they just couldn't proceed because, you know, Bahamas wouldn't let him get, get to him. Yeah, is that yeah? because the U.S. government clearly cares about legal boundaries, right? For crying out loud, they were this close to assassinating Julian Assange, and they quite literally assassinated people like Soleimani, and I mean, I could go on forever. 
but yeah, but you know, we can't get this guy. <laughs> can't get past the Bahamas. I mean, they are laughing in your face. Clearly, it's exactly what we thought. Well, I shouldn't say it like that because people think different things. But the bottom line is this guy, in my opinion, based on the way this just went, is a, well, the guy aside, the ridiculous clown hair guy that they put in front of us, the company, the infrastructure, FTX, is wildly important, in my opinion, based on what's going on in Ukraine, Biden family, and well, government, really, and all of this. This is a money-funneling laundry operation. And I really don't think it's unique to the left, but I can't say that for sure. Clearly, that's on the this, on this side of it. But my God, I just, it's, they're, they're laughing at you. And then on top of all of it, as we just told you, Dr. Joseph Mercola was removed from his bank. Not just him, his CEO, his CFO, their families, their family, their children. Talk about doing just to make, like, like bombing them to say, Russia, look what you're going to get. That's what the quip, that's the financial equivalent here. Oh yeah. You want to go sell vitamin D products? Yeah. Here's what you're going to get. Take notice. I can't even believe this, but here's the, here's the equivalent of the the, uh, extension. Excuse me. I can't think of the proper word. I hate when I do. I hate that. The next part of this story, whatever word fits right there. Hello, Chase. Dr. Joseph Bercola says, please reinstate the account of my CFO whose husband has advanced dementia and multiple health issues requiring 24 seven care in the Philippines. Her husband's pension and medical expenses rely on this account, and it will be exceedingly challenging for her to correct this matter under the current circumstances. I realize my opinions regarding COVID differ significantly from your CEO, Jamie Dimon, but there's no reason to punish my employees and their families to which they said nothing. You suck. Go away. I mean, I'm being facetious, but they're not going to care is my point. Good on Joe, Dr. Mercola for trying to, you know, expose what they're doing. And you should support Dr. Mercola. I've reached out to him for an interview about this. But I mean, the point is they probably laughed about this. One, because they're probably very terrible people for even doing this in the first place. But that they don't care. There's no repercussions. Nothing. In fact, they're getting benefit. I'm, I'd be willing to bet you anything that they're right now getting patted on the back internal circles from everybody in the establishment. They're not going to get a negative anything. And on top of that, oh, and just in case you missed the point, is that the family is suffering because of what Chase did. They don't care. On top of that, Together points out, it looks like a coordinated takedown by PayPal in the UK. Us for them, us for them UK is a children's advocacy group. Same thing. People are getting taken down financially all over the place. Remember when this was a conspiracy theory? Gee, I'll jump ahead real quick. <laughs> Here's an article. Conspiracy theorists keep getting things right. Experts warn that's dangerous. <laughs> yeah, dangerous for your agenda. I mean, for crying out loud. Like, of course, there are people that guess and, and theorize about random things with no evidence and just luckily get right up. But that's not what's happening here. They're conflating those people with those of us that are actively doing research, basing it on science or other topics, and then coming to our discerning opinion and where we are like 95% correct most of the time. Very different than conspiracy theorists. The point, though, is that what they're saying is scary. People who we don't want to be right are being right about things that you're paying attention to them. Let me explain why that's a bad thing. Freedom convoy, Nazis, like, you know, you get the gif, the the gist. What did I combine there? Gist, the gif. (laughs) The point is that it's coming around in every possible way for anybody who they call a conspiracy theorist. Anybody they say is a right wing Nazi or whatever the, you know, pejorative, meaningless terms they put out there, which they are meaningless today because of the way they've used them. Well, here's the clip showing you how this is not just unique to Dr. Mercola. 
for for us for them uh, as you say now this was a parents group that campaigned to keep schools open during the pandemic pandemic i should say just explain then what happened to us for them yeah so us us for them is a it's a grassroots um, parents and grandparents organization uh, we were very active uh, during the pandemic, campaigning for children's welfare generally um, to be prioritised and given due prominence in policy making, and in particular, of course, that led to us campaigning hard on the issue of school closures, which was having a drastic and dramatic effect on on children across the country. Uh, back in uh, September of last year, completely out of the blue, uh, PayPal, which had been providing uh, the, the payment means for uh, us for them to received very small donations from um, uh, thousands of parents and grandparents across the country, m most of them 5, 10, 20 pounds. Uh, but PayPal, out of the blue, sent a, an email to our founder to say that they had decided that due to the nature of our activities, wow. they were going to close down our PayPal account. And worse than that, they not only froze the account with, with, with no notice, they, uh, they, they effectively seized all of the funds that were sitting in that account and refused to hand them back. I don't know how this is legal. This, I mean, guys, I had thousands of dollars taken. I can't even get a response from them today. The whole point was, yeah, we'll follow up, right? We're going to, we're going to, it was supposed to be six months. It was a long time ago. But think about the absurdity, the lunacy of saying, we're going to freeze your, let's, I, they probably have thousands, I would imagine. Mine went that let's just say six thousand dollars. We're gonna freeze your money, all of your money, and we're gonna think about this for six months. That's what happens. Meanwhile, they're using that money, of course, making money on that money the entire time. I highly doubt it's sitting in some in some it's digital money anyway. It's not being it's not sitting anywhere. The point, they never even responded to me. I never got anything back. They didn't follow up with some report saying, turns out they know they're unaccountable. They can get away with this, and they know it. These are criminal enterprises. And don't forget, PayPal tied directly to people like Elon Musk and Pierre Olivier. Why am I blanking on his last name? Pierre or or Geez, that's weird. Give me his name in the chat so people know who I'm talking about. Pierre Omidyar. Omidyar, there it is. Now, these are people we've written about, we've talked about. The point is, how is it legal that they can just take your money with zero repercussions when there are, it's not just because they, you can't just write the terms of service, we can just take your money. <laughs> there's, there's, there's still legal processes here. Apparently, though, what's really going on is there's an overlap with the government, or at the very least, government's okay with what's happening and the way it's being applied. Or, just like with Twitter and whatever else, I, there's probably mandates or, you know, uh, there's probably documents behind this outlining how they're supposed to deal with who and why. Just like with Twitter, we just haven't gotten that stuff yet, right? I mean, that's what we're dealing with. This is fascism, an authoritarian state, states, right? It's globalism. It's not just the U.S. or U.K. They are stealing from you because of, what would you hear them say? Your opinions. They're not breaking the law. So PayPal is making its own decision to literally remove your ability to bank with them because of your personal opinions that aren't even illegal, in fact, that are correct, in my opinion, but it doesn't even matter. That's just, that's chilling. I hope What I'm hoping is the average person who may just catch this realizes this is not like, oh, is this going to happen in five years? This happened last year. 
This is happening right now. We are in the midst of this already going on. And I don't think people are realizing that. And just very quickly, does that indicate to you that not only the banks have not been able to police themselves, but the, the financial ombudsman, the FCA, the whole apparatus has failed as well? Well, I think there is a question to be asked here about the role that the, the, the Financial Conduct Authority can and should be playing here. Back in September of last year, we mobilised very quickly and uh, with, with uh, support from Toby Young, who leads the Free Speech Union, who suffered the same fate on almost the same mm-hmm. day as us for them. When I believe Toby Young is Daily Skeptic, right? What looked like a fairly coordinated uh, takedown by PayPal. Uh, we, we, we managed to, to, to call in for support from uh, actually a lot of MPs, a lot of peers who wrote to the, uh, the business minister and to the Treasury at the time mm. and brought this to their attention. We asked then for the, for the regulator to look carefully at what PayPal had done because it seemed to us to be totally inconsistent with the principles that they're obliged by law uh, to, 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 yeah. to follow, to treat their customers fairly, to act with integrity. See, that's what I'm saying. Like, there's no question. If it, Once this fleshes out, you can't just be like, well, you said things that we don't like, which is essentially what's happening right now. You can't pretend because they have a different political opinion. Listen, I, I promise you, just like with the rest of these social media platforms, the only reason that they PayPal and their lawyers are okay doing this is because they've got some kind of backing. They've got some kind of shield, shielding from some kind of authority, or like, there's just no reason that they would legally do this. Like, I'm not saying that they, obviously they're willing to break the law. My point is their lawyers aren't stupid. They know that there are things that they're doing that are breaking the law in a general sense, and they wouldn't do it unless the government was sort of like, we've passed some kind of legislation that argues that, you know, you saying this about this topic is putting people's lives in risk. You see what I'm saying? And that's the only reason. And some, and this will recede, hopefully. I, I mean, I hope, but that's what's happening right now. It's really unnerving, isn't it? I really think we need to reflect on how immediate this is. <clears throat> and I mean, it's all over the place. Farage account row leads Co- uh, Coots bank boss to quit. So just realize this is not across the board. This is the, the boss of the, the bank in the UK that, that, that froze and removed Nigel Farage from the bank and froze the account. He quit. This guy's standing up going, this is wrong. You know why? Because it is wrong. This is wild. So, th- and this is, this is, this is why it feels like a tipping point to a lot of people because this is either going to go even further to where these people are never held accountable and we, we end up in some new authoritarian banking system or enough of us push back and things shift and sovereign banks are opened like Catherine Austin Fitz was just speaking about in Tennessee and these people fail. <clears throat> the point is it, it, it relies on you. Yes, your individual choices and what you do next makes a difference to what goes. And that's guys, that is the theme every single day. Well, on another ridiculous note, Biden comes up and says, hey, my administration's announcing additional steps to help states and cities fight extreme heat. Yeah, how exactly do you fight extreme heat? Well, the naysayers on climate change, the naysayers, that's just funny. First of all, a person who criticizes, objects, or opposes something, I mean, I guess that applies, but, you know, naysay, climate change, it's such a weird way to say that, can't deny the impact on having it on Americans. Well, yeah, you really can, It's because blatantly disagree with the logic or the science around what you're even saying. But here's their argument. The Biden-Harris administration takes action to help states and cities fight extreme heat issues. First ever heat hazard alert. I knew and I told you this was coming. That clarifies worker protections from hazardous conditions. You're going to get a color-coded or a number-coded system. And I promise you this is going to start to be applied 
to general stories, not even about heat, like climate change grading. Mark my word, this is coming. And I'm not saying that because it's written anywhere. I just, I see the writing on the wall. This is going to be something where they kind of go, here's a story completely unrelated to anything climate. We're going to grade it based on how that might affect climate change. Like that's, this is becoming central right now. Intensifying enforcement and increasing inspections in high risk industries like construction. Really? Right. In the ways that, I mean, that's such a, they don't regulate anything other than what benefit. I mean, look right now, dioxins are everywhere. Glyphosate everywhere. Pesticides at inline resin piping that's toxic. And I mean, everything they're doing is super bad and dangerous because it's it's less costly. It's more convenient. But they're, they're going to enforce this. Why? To stop climate change? Hardly. More likely that it's going to be something more nefarious. But these are my opinions, clearly. Making buildings more energy efficient, open, cool. So let's reimagine everything. I wonder where that goes. It's going to be all smart city, smart building, 5G kind of concepts. It's not a secret what they're openly saying expanding water storage capacities well yeah there's a lot of conversations there why do you want the government involved with everything in this regard i want to go back to personal water personal wells personally you know every way you can this is giving more control over the water supply we could talk about water in general being a central thing going forward which even people like michael berry pointed out is the next big thing but also graphene oxide is it not a secret openly talked about how it can be used in water supplies for a thousand different reasons it's not a it's peer-reviewed science they just recently talked about it launching a new partnership to improve our nation's weather forecast like none of this has any real effect on what they claim is happening right now it's just more control over seemingly infrastructure but we just told you this they 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 move the grading the color grading to make it seem like things are worse here's a pretty easy picture to see the reality it just shows you what they're doing. Now, yeah, some places are hot. Some places are hotter than they have been in a while. But you can look back longer than their like sliver graph and realize this is something that ebbs and flows throughout time. Times when there was, I mean, I, you've, I've done this extensively. This feels like quite the play on the average person's un, lack of information on these topics. Here is, just to make this even more ridiculous, Secretary General Antonio Guterres, who says the era of global warming has ended. Oh, hooray, it's over. Oh, but guess what? Now we're in the era of global boiling. You, you might be, you'd be forgiven for thinking that's the Babylon Bee. No, that's a real thing. These are character. These, these people are cartoons. And for scientists, it is unequivocal. Humans are to blame. All this is entirely consistent with predictions. And, and it's not true, by the way. <laughs> I mean, they love to say everybody agrees. They said the same thing about COVID-19. Safe and effective. Where are we, where are we at now? How'd that work out? A lot, in far, as far as I can tell, more than not, argue this is not what we're being told. They just argue that the only people that agree are the only scientists that matter. Therefore, everybody agrees. It's, it's, it's how the government works. Remember when Obama said everybody in places we bomb are considered combatants? You know why that made sense? Because that way, if they bomb a place and there's civilians there, well, because they were where we bombed, well, now they're combatants. Perfect. <laughs> no more civilian casualties. Gotta love government, right? That's how they play this. And repeated warnings. The only surprise is the speed of the change. Climate change is here. It is terrifying. And I love it is- how you can say something as stupid as climate change is here. Is it a stagnant thing that's happened and it's over? Is it something, you know, it's, if it's, if my point is language has meaning. Change is not something that's here. Change is a process. I just think that's funny. But the point is they don't want, that's not how they're using it. They're using it like climate change. It's a thing, and you're now you're suffering from it. And it's it's like, you know, that's why they're talking about climate change illness, climate change everything, weather, 
because it's happening. <laughs> it's not a process. It's in your face right now. It's we should be laughing at how ridiculous people are. It's just the beginning. The era of global warming has ended. The era, the era of global boiling has arrived. Like, is that a joke? Or is that a scientific term? Right? Or are you just trying to scare people? Climate boiling? That's really, really stupid. I just, I think they're desperate. The air is unbreathable. The heat is unbearable. Air is unbreathable? Or, so we're all dead then? I mean, this is really irresponsible, guys. I've talked to people in the places they're claiming are the worst right now, and it's not what they're saying. At that, there are people that are going, yeah, it's, it's hot. It's definitely hot, but I've lived here. My family's lived here. It's no more, you know, uh, Freddie Pontone did the same thing in France. He's like, guys, this is the same it's been for a while. But they were like, oh, my God, it's so hot. We're all dying. And it's just, it's, it's irresponsible. And the level of fossil fuel profits and climate inaction is unacceptable. Yeah, right. Well, maybe that's because you gave them all passes to keep using gas and oil and nuclear weapons because, you know, they need those to, for freedom which happened for the UK, for the US government. Clearly they care. So let's all jump on our jets and use our 14 car uh, convoys to drive to our ecological meeting, right? These people are laughing in your face right now. Lastly, we're, oh, one point on climate change here. I think this is interesting. David Bell points out, first of all, Patrick Moore says, the journal Lancet published the chart on the left, which looks quite different. And it says, with unequal y-axis, which they know, they know what they're doing to downplay fact that cold causes 10 times more deaths than heat in Europe. Bjorn Lamborg corrected this with the chart on the right. Look at that. This is disgraceful for a supposedly scientific journal. You know why they're doing this? Because we're in the midst of warming. So they want you to go warming, dangerous, cooling, not so much, except it's the opposite. And they lie. At least based on these data, which you can check, look at it for yourself. The point is, why is the Lancet deliberately misrepresenting health data? The x-axis, this is the oldest data swindle around. They know what they're doing. Shameful in a medical journal, but makes sense as cheap propaganda for a sponsor. What's the climate misinformation we're supposed to be guarding against? The point is, why would you need to lie about stuff like this if it was really as bad as it? That, that's an easy question. They did. They lied. You can look at it for yourself. It's ridiculous. Now, two points I want to make before we jump into the main point for the entire rest of the show, which is Thomas Massey puts out some screenshots, which, by the way, I, I'm, almost, I'm, I'm quite convinced that they do have the source material. I'm just trying to make a point. New documents reveal, he says, the Biden administration pressured Facebook to remove and limit the sharing of true information about side effects of COVID vaccines, which, by the way, we know this already. Not because of this document, but because we already know this is happening. We know because of testimony in Congress from people that were involved in this, which, by the way, that's, source, that's primary source material from the mouth of an individual involved with the company and so on, the FBI, right? But this is the interesting point they keep making. As I said, yes, they did. Because <laughs> I agree. So, yes. Regarding the posted image, can you share the source material? As I have no doubt, you would agree that it is unwise and bad practice to assume a screenshot is genuine without the source ver link to verify. Thank you in advance. Like, I'm interested that people are ruffled by this. Who can disagree with that statement? I'm not saying, fake news! You're our left shill! Or whatever dumb stuff you get from the two-party paradigm. I'm saying, good. Thank you for sharing. Now, since we all agree that you should verify your information, right? Anyone standing up going, no, you're an idiot. Jump, move aside. <laughs> you're not part of a real conversation. You're not a serious person. You're, just because Twitter files made you feel like you don't just get to go, we don't need, like, 
the game started getting played where people step in and ask for a source and they go, can't you do your own research? It's like, what are you doing right now? Why would you respond like that? One, that's really childish because somebody's just asking for a source link. You don't know what their intentions are. You know, they're not saying you're lying. They just, I want a source link so I can keep investigating. Isn't that why you're posting it? Right? I mean, isn't the point of why you're posting it is so people look into it? But people got really weird about it. They go, why can't you? Like, and that shows you there's something wrong there, in my opinion. There's a game being played or people are part being Twitter filed, as I keep putting it. So if you're, oh, I should have put that for the hashtag. My point is this seems to be quite real. At least, again, I haven't verified it because nobody's posted the source material. But here is, look, Jim Jordan posted this. The Facebook files, part one. Okay, so now we've got members of Congress. Is this this at the behest of Elon Musk and Twitter? Probably not, but we don't know. But it says the Facebook files. So it seems very official, right? It's very strange. But yet we have a bunch of images. All seems very official. You can even see that it's got this, uh, you know, type across it, which suggests that it is a, a document that says, you know, don't share, you know, whatever, right? But there's not a source link. But even then, let's be clear, a source link, it could still be fake. My point is that we should demand, and see, what people do is right there go, well, because of that, that we should just, what, blindly take a tra- screenshot? Don't you see how that's irresponsible? Don't you see how somebody in power could use this against you because you've become accustomed to taking screenshots at face value that were true at first? Like, it seems so elementary to me. My point is, I just don't, I, I know a lot of you are standing up with this and right, and look, engage with it. This is interesting. Don't dismiss it. But at the same time, don't pretend like we know it's real until you have something you can verify it against. That's just being intelligent, responsible. But we'll see what happens because I get the feeling this is going to become all too common from members of Congress. And we never look back. Now we're in the, we're the age of Twitter files. Lastly, as I already showed you, I think it's hilarious that after all the you know conspiracy theorists keep getting things right, <laughs> experts warn that's dangerous. Dangerous movements like the Freedom Convoy are fueled by conspiracy theory. Yeah, you, they were right, guys. Do you realize that? They were correct. And everything they said is exactly what is, was happening and is happening now. The only thing, I guess, that spun this out of control was Nazis! Because one person apparently had a flag, which I turns out was not even part of the convoy. Shocking. Even if it was. So the point is that, that to ignorantly argue that then that means everybody, you guys are as childish as everything you pretend you're fighting. You probably know that broad brushing an entire group because of one person like that's really stupid. The bottom line, though, is they are actively trying to keep people afraid from engaging with anything that they think is fake news. That's the real point here. And the point is, it's true information they're terrified of. And on that note, another example of a conspiracy theorist getting it right. Ukraine's parliament votes to extend martial law, pushing back elections. Remember when that happened in Iran and they screamed about how what a dystopian area, you know, country it was. Remember when Syria talked about that and they said, Syria, it's not a democracy. Of course, in in Ukraine, they go, great, good for you. Ukraine got to preserve the democracy, (laughs) preserve the democracy. These people just are, they will contradict everything to make a point. It's sad. The point is, this is exactly what we all thought was going to happen. And yes, they are failing right now. They're losing. Whether or not you think Russia's in the right, it's very, very obvious. So let's talk about something I think is more important. This is something Nicholas Peter Ugero, excuse me, shared with me. I think this is a really interesting discussion. Gene silencing pesticides, risks and concerns. Now, here's the actual overview, the, the actual PDF. Now, it says... 
and this was posted on October 2020. I think this is very important. What it's talking about is gene silencing pesticides. <clears throat> Specifically, RNAi pesticides. What they call it? What's, we've heard this conversation. I've talked about RNAi, RNAi inter, interference. This has been discussed in, in therapeutics, medical and otherwise. Now the point, rather than these technologies themselves being a genetically modified organism, Gene silencing pesticides are designed to be applied in an external product that will modify exposed organisms in the open environment. That's pretty interesting. Now, even just, I wasn't even, this just popped into my head. Just think about this before we jump to the next part. With all these overlapping discussions, as they're talking about this being used for almost a decade now, or maybe, you know, seven, eight years. Think about this being added to this and whether they're overlapping. Since the outbreak of COVID-19, the word virus has been dominating media headlines as well as our daily lives. Did you know that one approach that has been proposed to control virally transmitted diseases is by releasing a virally transmitted vaccine? Unlike traditional vaccines, infectious vaccines do not require any individual consent. Okay, so there is an overlap here, right? So that's the current you know, discussion or that was 2020, in fact, discussing, and that was a big, a massive EU here, just so you can see it, so you don't you know what, what this was from. This was a huge EU symposium meeting discussion in 2020 about whether these things should be used, both for vaccines, but for, you know, and they talk about the insect allies conversation with the bugs. All this overlaps. I'm really seeing this very clearly right now in the concept of, but, you know, whether or not these were used in that sense is the question. But the idea is all the way back here, in 2020, but even before that, because I'm going to come to this too, the discussion of insect allies, wherever that was, I lost my place. Son of a gun. I'm jumping all over the place. Here we go. Way at the end. <clears throat> Scientists accused DARPA of genetically modifying insects for bioweapon. This was 2018, <clears throat> but it had been going on since 2016. So the interesting point is all this time, you know, we're talking about things that are being sprayed out in the environment. What did that do? when coming into contact with people, right? And then overlapping that with the conversation of endocrine-disrupting chemicals, which many of these are, and what does that do? So keeping all this in mind, my thought was, how does this connect with the bigger conversation? Genes silencing pesticides, and doesn't that obviously potentially have effect on the people that come? Yes, and they've been in there. This was a huge issue. So here's the article from 2020. Gene silencing pesticides now under development pose novel risks to surrounding ecosystems and beneficial insects. This new report, Gene Silencing Pesticides, Risks and Concerns, summarizes current science and data gaps to uh, risks to human health, the environment, and farmers posed by experimental gene silencing pesticides that biotech and agrochemical corporations are seeking to patent and bring to market as soon as next year. Huh. So right in the beginning of the COVID-19 emergency that was this was happening in, in 2021, I guess they were quietly brought to market. Why didn't we talk about that? Well, I think there's a reason, my personal opinion. There's a very central player in all of this. Somebody who founded the company, Alan, Alan, Alan Lamb, excuse me. None other than Robert Langer, founder. Right, this is Robert Langer, as you remember. 
Rob La- Bob Langer, the coronavirus common denominator, has ties to Charles Lieber. We'll come back to that. The report summarizes the latest science on the health, socioeconomic, and environmental risks and the many unknowns surrounding experimental gene-silencing RNAi pesticide sprays that biotechnology and the agrochemical corporations are seeking to patent and bring to market. The first such pesticide is likely to be submitted to the EPA. We know how great they are for registration by Greenlight Biosciences by the end of 2020. Agrochemical corporations such as Bayer, you know, Monsanto, Bayer, totally trustworthy, or Syngenta, which, you know, in China, that Derek's written about, are using genetic modification techniques to develop pesticides that exploit a cellular process called RNA interference. That's what the RNAi stands for, in order to switch off or silence genes that are essential for the survival of insects, thus killing them. Now, they're not the same thing, you know, doesn't apply to humans the same exact way, but the technology is the same. And we could quite literally, without question, point at this and say this could have already been adapted to be used as ethnically focused weapons. Many many people argued this early on in the conversation of what COVID could have been. But we're going to go into this deeper as we go forward. But the reality, the, the risks are exactly what you can imagine. Right. It's the same conversation about what the I mean, look, the main point here, which I'll, I'll get to at the end of this main thrust here, is that these this conversation has already come up in 2018. As the Free Thought Project wrote, scientists around the world wrote a major statement that was signed. It went around multiple countries and said this needs to stop. Scientists accused DARPA of genetically modifying insects for bioweapon to spread agricultural viruses. They said, no, 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 we're just trying to do it to stop bad bugs so it can help people. Clearly. Now, maybe they did think that, but the point is it's dual use, which is what they said. Well, maybe you think that, but the point is it can be used both ways. So somebody might use this to destroy crops or worse, right? This is the problem. So the real question is why that was shot down. And then the same thing rose back up in a different angle. So maybe we're not using bugs this time, but let's not forget that's also part of this. A promising approach to an environmentally friendly pest management solution. Nanocarrier delivered DSRNA towards controlling destructive pests in Peru, in China being tested, but a pest in Peru, which we'll come back to, but mosquitoes. Using RNI interference technology with mosquitoes to stop. And look, what's happening right now with mosquitoes all over the place, all these breakouts in different places. We saw an overlap with malaria. So what's interesting to me is that this gets brought back up in 2020 as a pesticide using the same technology, but as something you would spray in the environment, which would then go forward to affect those genes, potentially in bugs or elsewhere, instead of the bugs doing the passing. But that's they're both real understand now my real big concern thank you again for nick for pointing this out is that in what year was this one i think this was 20 i guess this this one's not important for the date this is just the art this is the the main homepage for the company that robert langer founded robert langer rna interference rnai but for therapeutics for health Our robust pipeline of investigational RNI therapeutics is currently focused on diseases in four therapeutic areas, genetic diseases, cardiometabolic diseases, infectious diseases, central nervous system, all the things that are being hurt right now, exploited. It's very interesting. So the point is that these things are being put out there and they're applying in both ways. 
I just find that really interesting, especially when you find that Robert Langer is the individual who started the, comp the company that is working on this in the medical field, but also is involved with the same technology being used in pesticides and everything else. It's so weird. This page refo refocuses. Check this out. So this was Robert Langer, founder at LNM. I showed you this when I did this focus on him. It's so strange. So even the Wayback Machine, if you look up the Wayback Machine version, it'll pop up and it'll show you Robert Langer. But then for some reason, that page, which doesn't exist anymore, a lot of his Robert Langer's founding pages of specifically this company are weirdly deleted. But what's, if you wait a second, this will redirect back to the homepage from the Wayback Machine. <laughs> I don't know what that means. I just think that's pretty interesting. There, look, it just happened. Watch. Nope, maybe not. Oh, there it goes. See? No? <laughs> Sorry. Stop wasting your time. It looks like it's reloading, but anyway, it will. It's done it three times already. But so here's the last one for Robert Langer in 2018, talking about the secrets to early stage success, where he just lists off his company as one of these companies like Alanim and I and Ionis are making drugs that block RNA. So very clear, just in case you're wondering about the overlap. Now, the point here to me is the connection to COVID-19, the injections that were given and the technology that was used. Now we're arguing that that's mRNA technology, rather mod RNA, which by the way, I'm happy to see is finally getting some reach. I really wish that the independent media as an entirety could work together, seeing as that we've been knocking this door down since what, 2021, <laughs> you know, and, and they may, I'm glad to see it more reach, the better. Epoch Times just put this out. COVID vaccines and boosters were never made with mRNA. Breaking news. It was actually mod RNA. And we'll break down the story for you. I know. I'm glad it's getting reach. I just think it's impossibly ridiculous how we, can, with a reasonably large platform, can put out news that seemingly nobody else is talking about. And it just goes nowhere until partisan people, not even to diminish. I think Epoch News does a good job most of the time. The point is that it never seems to get past certain levels unless you're involved in the paradigm. Tell me I'm wrong, guys. I find that crazy. But Vigilant Fox, also doing a great work, points out COVID vaccines and boosters were made with, never made with mRNA. Despite everything you've been told, mRNA-based COVID injections were manufactured with modified RNA. Good. Yes. Nice. Now, if you want to know more about that, because this, this is a pretty rudimentary kind of overview of it for the most part. It's a great, great article. But we have a, our Substack post that Scott put together, breaking all of this down, but also our I put up our mod RNA search you can look up where we've covered a lot. New modified RNA cancer jab. So it's even going forward from there. It's the mod RNA cancer jab. We've got the new mod RNA ferret nanoparticle universal flu injection. That's also real. We've also got just the mod RNA lie down here. You can check all these out. But the main point to understand, this is the, one of the most important studies, 2021. It's how it was modified. We went in depth on this more than once. N1 methyl pseudouridine modified RNA. That's what it is. N1 methyl pseudouridine modified RNA. That's the mod RNA. It's important to read this to really understand why this is so dangerous and why they did it. And how, what, what, and clearly this explains many of the reasons these things are having problems. You can check this off yourself. The tie between all of it is very important, I think. Potentially because as I think we're dealing with an experiment this is more about feeling these technologies out for bigger steps forward. COVID might just be a, you know, the illusion they're in might just be a useful tool to go forward as it kind of feels that way, but also as ties to Charles Lieber, which is important 
because he's the other side of this coin. Charles Lieber connection from nanotechnology to COVID-19 to technocracy, working on all of the same things. We'll also go over this article and this, this show here. I go over the Lieber-Langer overlap very closely. But I also want to read you Derek's recent point from his article discussing these other pesticides. And I think this all comes together in a very interesting way. Like what's been done to us? Are we being primed for something? Or is it just incompetence, malfeasance? What he wrote on 22nd, new study shows pesticides or studies shows pesticide companies hid developmental neurotoxicity, not neurotoxicity data from EU regulators. And the main point for me he points out there in the 21 to 14, it said 14 to 21 years, excuse me, 14 to 21 years. It took them to figure this out. They identified 35 of these studies, nine of which were not submitted, seven of which had an actual impact on people's health. The point is they showed top officials trying to protect chemical and farming interests from incoming European rules that were expected to directly ban up to 32 endocrine disrupting pesticides. Now, how many of these overlap with exactly what we're talking about? How many of them are RNI, RNA interference pesticides? And is that exactly potentially why they're having these overlap effects with people's gender or their hormones? Or they are this all is, or is everything we're seeing part of some experiment? These are real questions. The law set out specifically to protect human and animal health and followed 25 years of scientific evidence linking these pesticides to severe health impacts. The point is they put this out there. They said, look, we found 32 of these pesticides being used. They don't care. This was 2019. And now we're being told EDCs are a fake story. The point is this happened in, in Europe already. But the reality is that these things have been shown repeatedly, that they hid them. And all this time, it's been shut down. What was happening in this time period? Why, why didn't they release this information? Now, I'm going to get into this in the show tomorrow or the next day, depending on how I feel tomorrow. But this is from 2010. Fish feminizing in Alberta rivers. Orwell sent me this. Yeah, it's exactly what you think. It's not a secret. In almost every, every population they studied, males had elevated levels of protein normally only found in female producing, producing eggs. Most notably, we saw a significant increase in a specific protein marker for the presence of compounds with estrogen-like activity. What do you look at that? Compounds detected in the water included synthetic estrogens, which are commonly present in birth control pills or hormone therapy drugs. So today... We're going to find this far more prevalent. The point is, this is having an effect on any species, humans included, as we've already proven, as the peer-reviewed science has found that EDCs do, in fact, have an effect on specifically gender roles and specifically causing gender dysphoria in some cases. You can check out this show. You can read it for yourself or watch it for yourself. Are endocrine-disrupting chemicals causing gender dysphoria? So you're finding hormone therapy drugs in these waters that are turning these fish or feminizing these fish, right? And all the way forward. And then in 2019, you've got the, uh, it, um, where was it? I just lost my place. Shoot. How did I just, I just spaced on what the article link was. Oh, that's so crazy. Well, anyway, oh, right here. Oh, no, wait, that's is that the one. Oh, that's why. God, I'm so lose my mind. The point was that you can find in 2019 all these EDC pesticides they were trying to remove. All right, so they were aware of this all the way. And the point is, oh, I left out the most important part. 
Following 25 years of mounting evidence linking EDC pesticides to severe human health impacts and gender-bending effects on animals. So you can show a decade of very clear awareness to the point of trying to remove them of this exact effect overlapping with the trans conversation, EDC, gender dysphoria, right? But now I'm starting to see another overlap here with these very same pesticides and the specific gene silencing aspect and whether this is all part of some overlapping issue. Very interesting. Now we're going to come back to this as we go forward too in another show, probably tomorrow. The contaminants could be naturally occurring or they could be left over from inadequate water supply retreatments. Like, you know, this is how it usually ends up. But something in the water. Well, is is it just organic? Well, probably not. Well, on the last part we're going to get into here. And and before, I kind of jumped ahead to this, but the point was the modified RNA, like, I don't know if I feel like this directly connects into this exact conversation, but we have to remember what we're talking about here is, you know, RNA on either side of this. We're talking about RNA interference, gene silencing issue uh, aspects. And then we have modified RNA that's being used to deliver instructions to create proteins. Now, we're, we're all of these things are having effects on your body. And I think what we're ultimately talking about is, is toying with this same style of technology. There's a reason they lied to us about all of this, lied to us about what they were called, hid these things from us, tried to roll this out before. Something is overlapping here. There really is something to all this. That's why I think it's important that the, the, the methyl pseudouridine modified RNA is, an, is a very clear part of this. You'll find the exact same overlapping issues from what we're seeing with people dealing with this elsewhere, which we'll get into next when you read through what this can do. Now, we just talked about Peru. Government declares national health emergency due to increased Guillain-Barre syndrome, right? Which I recently went over the show. It's as easy as anything you'll ever do in your life to find Guillain-Barre syndrome connected to just about any vaccine, but specifically the COVID injection. I mean, it is. There's probably 15 different peer-reviewed studies, both case reports, but also, you know, investigative efforts around countries, for example, that find clear issue that, yes, we find a connection between Guillain-Barre syndrome and these injections. But the point was, as you go through this, it's, you know, we're baffled. We don't know what's going on as always. Right. But you'll find out something interesting in all this, which this just to reestablish the vaccine overlap, which I think is important. Peru is among the first countries to in the Americas to receive COVAX vaccines. March 11th, 2021. Jump forward to, oh, actually first, this is just, I should put this further on in general right now, as of today, check this out. Peru has given enough doses to have vaccinated about 121% of the entire population. Just so we're aware, <laughs> vaccinated to the tits, over the top vaccinated, right? Now, that's, a, that's that doesn't mean every single person, but it just shows you how many have been given, and it is a huge percentage. It is, I have it right here, 84.21% as of the 20th of July. That's more. That's more than most every other place in the world. So what you'll find is it's interesting that by June 4th, 2021, right? So March 11th, they get it first country to get the COVAX vaccine. And then boom, June 4th, COVID-19 situation remains critical in world's worst hit country, Peru. Now, people don't want to juxtapose these because it's very easy to see what's going on. How did that work out? Now, this one was today, just so I don't confuse everybody. July 8th was the Guillain-Barre point. I'm just bringing you back to our recent conversation. Then taking a further step back to show you that they got injections. 
They, they're injected more than anybody almost. And it, right after that, months later, they were worse than anybody. How do you not go, what? That's clearly not working because that's, that's what we should understand by today. But we also saw this. Now, this was four hours ago. All right, so they, they were highly vaccinated, very clearly had an issue right away. Now, we're baffled why Guillain-Barre syndrome is everywhere. Well, guess what? People are waking up paralyzed in Peru. Now scientists think they know why. Well, they're overlapping this potentially with Guillain-Barre, but you, what you'll find is these symptoms, these overlaps are very similar to the, the very exact things you see from RNA interference. Now, I'm not saying I know this. This, this is just, this is an early investigation into this. We're going to go further. Today is just about theorizing, right? Trying to connect dots, asking questions, seeing what comes together, right? National health emergency has been declared in Peru after a mysterious paralysis causing illness has infected over 231 people and killed four since the start of 2023. Weird. Guillain-Barre syndrome is a rare condition which causes the immune system to attack peripheral nerves. You know, what else is attacking immune systems right now? Gee, I don't know. Resulting in muscle weakness, loss of sensation of limbs, problems swallowing and breathing. All right, you start to see the, the paralysis, the, the epilepsy, the same kind of symptoms. The majority of patients suffer from a progressive form of paralysis, which starts at the feet, legs, slowly works up the way of the body. Patient samples taken by Peruvian health officials suggest the illness is transmitted by bacteria found in the water. It's always where this goes. Okay, well, the water. Well, it's interesting because what is we're talking about these things potentially being used in areas where they could end up in the water supply. Or areas that like, or like in East Palestine overlap where things get released and they just by, maybe by accident, end up in your water supply, your ground well, your, your ground soil, right? Now, I'm not saying that it means that the water part, frankly, I think is more of a blame it on the something, the, the water, the nickel, the lead in the water, right? When it's clearly not, but it could be. So something else that came to mind, we're not done with Peru just yet, but something else that popped in my head. This is the third time now I've revisited this. Pretty sure we were right when we first talked about this, even though we were by even people in the community that were fighting for the same thing. We're going, whoa, whoa, Ryan, don't jump the gun. And I wasn't. We didn't assume anything. But I think that being an investigator. It's very clear that the evidence points in one direction here. Now, this was in 2020, December 10th, one of the earliest points in this. India, remember, they had their mysterious illness early on. And I pointed out, as I don't think many did was in the same location as the COVID vaccine trial. Well, what do you know? Well, look at that. Now we can look back most likely and go, come on, guys. It's quite obvious. I don't know for sure, but what likely happened here. Now, yes, it wasn't immediate in the same location, but it was. I, I showed you on the map. You can watch the show for yourself if it's still there. It looks like I only have the bit shoot because all the rest are gone. You can look at the map for yourself. It is well within reason to think that this is, and look, just because they show you this area doesn't mean there weren't other illnesses elsewhere. And there were, in fact, I covered that afterward. The point was they had this outbreak, this outbreak of really weird illness with, guess what? All the same symptoms as the illness, as the RNA interference, as the injection. And what they blame it on. Here's December 7th, 2020. Mysterious illness. Patients were hospitalized with epilepsy-like symptoms. Well, look at that. Including seizures, loss of consciousness, as well as nausea and vomiting. I remember it was, it was Andhra Pradesh was the area, the larger area, specifically El Uru. One patient with these symptoms died from cardiac arrest. Huh. Totally unrelated, though, we're told. All these patients, and remember, this is just a, this was a trial. This wasn't mass administration. So when you, when you get 300 people, well, that makes sense based on thousands of people being in a trial. 
right? Based on what we now know and the prevalence of these side effects. All of these patients tested negative for COVID-19. Mm. Have not found evidence of viral infection. We probably covered all this already. Initially, officials, this is weird though. Initially, officials suspected water contamination. That's just always where it gets dumped. Because all the patients were found to have a common water source. Still, I'm not sure. It could be, but something tells me it's usually a, a scapegoat. But now I'm starting to feel that there might be an overlap here to a pesticide ecological side of this. And not, I don't mean just by like there wasn't the, the injections are hurting people. That's clear. But there might be something bigger happening here. However, Andhra Pradesh state health minister said that the test had not ruled out. Excuse me. Said that the test had ruled out water contamination as well as air pollution as the cause of the mystery illness. Well, that's interesting because they very quickly went back to that. So they rule out these things, which me, to me was like the injection. Clearly is it something we should ask, but nobody wanted to. But then you'll find, this is December 7th, you jump forward to December 17th, a week later, 10 days later, scientists have found nickel, the mineral nickel, in milk samples taken from areas in India where hundreds of patients fell sick with mysterious disease. Really? Really? Excessive amounts of lead and nickel were found in the blood samples of the patients. Yeah, probably because of their gross water supply, just like we have in the United States. We are overwhelmed, as what I think Derek put it, our toxic soup of all sorts of chemicals and lead and, and dioxins and PFAS. I mean, we, it's everywhere. Glyphosate. So it's, it's no different there because it gets, it's almost worse because your governments, in fact, are doing this to other governments in locations all around the world. Usually with their government's involvement, if they're corrupt as well. The point is, though, you've got the local area that rules this out, right? But then you've got larger investigation that goes, well, they've got lead and nickel. Well, so do a lot of people, though. I don't think this explains all the things we saw, but that's kind of where it got left. Remember, they said, no, it was just a bunch of stuff in the water. Where This is what it says about the outbreak on Wikipedia today. In early December 2020, make sure I missed something. Yeah, and it says, in early 2020, an acute neurological disease broke out. Interestingly, they frame it like that. A city located in the southern Indian state, Andhra Pradesh. The first case was reported on December 5th, with hundreds more falling ill and one person dying over the week next week. The cause was initially unknown. However, they came to the conclusion that pesticides leaching into the water supply is the most likely reason. Well, look at that. Now, I didn't even expect that. I was just connecting the dots between the, the Peru conversation and the, the, the issue. And then I was like, oh, yeah, I remember India was the same kind of thing as they're seeing right here. And then turns out that you'll find an overlap with every one of this, every one of these, the entire conversation with pesticides. Do you know what kind of pesticides? You can, you can guess. I'm sure you'd guess it right. The cause was initially unknown, but the they pesticides leaking into the water. Reported symptoms include headache, vomiting. Dizziness, convulsions, seizures, nausea, anxiety, loss of consciousness, mental confusion, meiosis, and other neurological symptoms, which have been described as being similar to epilepsy. It's like, it's exact, right? So we're talking about RNI, oh, dang, I can't keep, RNAI silencing technology being used in pesticides from Long before even this this discussion. So 2016, insect allies out there being used. Now, 2020, 2021 forward, they're being used. They're already bringing these out. They're using them. 
which is usually how this works. They wait for something to distract you, like a big event, but then they just kind of reinitiate it in a different way. And you don't realize that they already, oh, we shut down insect allies. We're done with that. Well, no, they just repositioned it and put it forward with something else. That's how this works. But the fact that we can see this and the same overlaps from the pesticides to the side effects of the injections, what we're seeing in all these different locations, and now even more so, occurrence of chemical contaminants in Peruvian produce. So what you're going to see here, going all the way back to the Peru point about Guillain-Barre, that from making a complete circle, that they're using these exact pesticides right now in Peru, as well as a lot of places in the world. And in 2021, of all years, after these things became prevalent, a food safety perspective, they wrote an article about how Peru was hurting themselves. The presence of chemical contaminants in agricultural products is a continued food safety challenge in Peru. This country has robust agricultural potential, but its output of fruits and vegetables is severely impacted by massive mining activities. That's one. So consider things like dioxins and the just malfeasance of uh, corporate and government activities, not allowing, not caring that it's hurting people in the civilian populations, as well as poor farming practices in similar ways but also pesticides, including the use of polluted irrigation water, misuse of pesticides, and inadequate post-harvest conditions. This review examines the current scientific knowledge on the levels of pesticide residues, heavy metals, and myotoxins on crops produced in Peru. Several crop varieties are contaminated with these classes of chemical contaminants at levels that exceed the national international permissible limits. Same thing that's happening here. They write these and nobody cares. That was 2021. Your government knew about dioxins a hundred times the safe level in your fast food in 1995. CNN wrote an article about it. It's only worse today. They really don't care. So what we're seeing here is that in Peru, and here's another example, the role of RNA interference in orbovirus vector interaction. This goes back to 2015. You'll find recently they used uh, stochastic, interesting use of the word here. Again, this is randomly determined, having a random probability. Spa, uh, spatial, spatially, I think you say spatially, right? Explicit model of these mosquitoes from Peru to evaluate whether population's replacement is feasible absent gene drive. So they're taking these Peruvian mosquitoes to you and using this technology in order to replace them. The point being, we know this is technology being used all over the place. We know that they're talking about this. And we should ask whether what's going on with Bill Gates and those mosquitoes in, in, in Florida, in Texas, whether this is, I'm willing to bet you they are. They're using this technology in mosquito populations for the same thing. RNA interference. And what they're talking about here is both in regard to the mosquitoes, but also in regard to how they will be used in, reg- in, in agriculture and so on. Lastly, this one, is 2023, a promising approach to an environmentally friendly pest management solution. Nano carrier delivered DSRNA towards controlling the destructive invasive pest Tuta absoluta. So you can give, show you what this one is. So what it says, I think there was, yeah, so this one is the tomato leaf miner is native to Peru. 
So it's an interesting overlap. Not this one, not necessarily to say that it's going to be in Peru, but it's it's being done in China. It looks like, but it's nonetheless very interesting. The focus point, and what you will find very clearly is that they're using these things all across South America, across the United States. And if we keep finding this overlap, even going back to the India story and realizing all the way at the at the end of the day, they're talking about pesticides leaching into the water. I mean, look, it's impossible to miss the overlaps. I don't know if every single part of this interconnects, but what I do know is that these things are being used in this country. And this is the same technology that was championed by people like Robert Langer in regard to therapeutics for the injections they're using on your children, but they're also spraying out in the population, which are then leading to all sorts of problems like endocrine disrupting chemicals do in regard to gender dysphoria. Now, whether that's a choice or not is a real question today, a very real question. Now, again, going back to 2016 and forward, scientists were accusing DARPA, DARPA, the same group involved with the injection, the same group involved with every aspect of everything we're concerned about right now, of genetically modifying insects for bioweapons. They said no, and they stopped doing it, and then they continued to do that for insects, but for a totally different reason, though, because we can trust them, right? They, They got called out, and they got real quiet, and they came back from a different direction. Now, here's another interesting overlap to finish. Polio. Another polio scare. Specifically, vaccine-derived. That's what these are. Polio scare hits Malawi in Africa with 17 possible cases, just as huge vaccine-drive ends. They cited as contributing factor in feared new outbreak that follows inoculation of 8 million children. All right, so another polio outbreak. The point, though, is that these are vaccine-derived strains, and they continue to go around and vaccinate with these things. And look, they're still giving the... I can't. I don't even know how we rationalize this. These have been stopped in the U.S. and elsewhere, the oral polio, because they give people polio. <laughs> it's, it's an open discussion. We're still getting... And they just offshore, outsource them to, to third-world countries? How is that not insulting? Do you, I mean, it's, it's almost like they want you to see what's happening. Now, here's just... An, just a, I just looked just to see. Turns out Peru reports vaccine-derived polio cases in 2023. So what else is happening here and what else is involved? The point is that this is obvious. Polio is breaking out in these places because they were given vaccines, which caused a vaccine-derived strain to explode. This is from the University of Minnesota. It's very simple. Here's an entire study about it. Vaccine-derived polio in Peru after 32 years of elimination. So, simple point, they give them polio vaccines in Peru, and in 2023, for the first time in 32 years, they have a polio outbreak. What do you know? But vaccines work, safe and effective, right? How do you, I mean, this is either one of the most embarrassing examples of how, like, mental capture of, like, group think of even experts, so they can just run right over the top of this, or this is very nefarious and it's exactly what it looks like, or both. My God. Then lastly, just a couple of points in regard to, you know, COVID in general, where we're going. Dr. Seema Holzer points out another great uh, article from the British Medical Journal. Medical Royal Colleges receive millions from drug and medical device companies. You know, the very same people that are supposed to be holding people accountable. And, you know, the point is the Royal College of GPs and Royal College of Physicians top the list. Guess who the biggest donor is? Pfizer. I mean, that's it's just, it's, as he says, totally unacceptable. I feel sick. 
it's hard because he, you know, he's coming to terms with his career or his industry is not what he thought. As he says, tells you all you need to know. This is a corrupt industry. Dr. Peter McCullough points out a pro basketball player who previously blamed COVID vaccine for a rare heart condition dies of a heart attack. Now they're almost trying to argue this like, well, see, I told you it wasn't really the vaccine. Well, here's the great point. Adams probably received conventional COVID-19 vax myocarditis therapy, but no base spike detox. And what happens then? Well, mRNA continues to be produced, spike or produce spike proteins because they didn't get rid of that, right? That's the important point to, to not miss in all the peer-reviewed science they pretend isn't there, which is that the le- one of the leading peer-reviewed studies on this topic, still right now, not redacted, says, or retracted, says the spike protein is neurotoxic and it from mRNA vaccines promotes sustained synthesis of the SARS-CoV-2 spike protein. So, and that's why we point out the Red Cross point. They just, they know this. They simply don't care. So this person was not detoxed. They, they, they gave him whatever treatment they gave. The spike protein continued. And then he had another heart attack. Didn't die, and now he's gone. Pro basketball player. Fit as you can get at this point. We're talking about healthy athletes who are constantly in peak condition, having heart attacks and dying. Here's another example of just that. As Ozzy17 points out, World's, oof, it's really happening daily now. World Cup star Linda uh, Sacito, 18 years old, grabs her chest and collapses in Sydney. This is not normal. And I don't care. If you are trying to pretend this is, you're just either too stupid to know you're wrong or you're a really disgusting human being and don't care. Because this is obviously something wrong. Linda uh, Casido gives Columbia a medical scare in training, and it's, it's exactly what you would think. They, you know, don't know what's going on, and he had a heart attack, and I'm fine, and you know, it's, it's exactly what you would think the way they cover this. Now, James Hellenon, a well-known political spokesman, is dead. 40 years old, no cause of death. He was injected with the flu jab and the COVID booster on the same day. You know, the two things that have never been tested alongside each other, but Dr. Jaw tells you, do it because it's safe. How could you possibly know that? That person should personally be held responsible for stuff like, or at least be investigated. But no, what happened? How can you stand up and say, we know it's safe when I can prove to you they've never tested them together? This is how corrupt this is right now. And you, if you know, you really want to be heart sick. I shouldn't have ended with one of these points, but my God, this breaks my heart. Okay. We talked about a, the unvaxxed man recently who was denied an organ transplant. Because he didn't have any, we've talked about people with heart issues that they deny treatment because they don't get the injection, which is provably hurting people's hearts. That's so disgusting. The part is they denied this person his organ transplant. He dies. Then they proceed to ask his wife to donate his organs. That's not a joke. I mean, it's probably just bureaucracy. They're probably too stupid to realize that they shouldn't ask that. They just go through their checkbox directions, right? But what does it show you? It shows you that they're willing to use those organs and go through this process, even though he didn't get the injection after the fact, but they're not willing to help the person for the same reason. So what it shows you is that it's vindictive. Makes my skin crawl. These people should... There's a special place in hell for people that take this kind of action because you think they deserve something. However you rationalize this, there's not a scientific or medical reason not to help this person. It's because you wanted to not help them. And Robin Minotti points out, 
get regular childhood shots or not. The above internal document from, or the below internal document from vaccine manufacturer, Wythe exposes how they knew, and I've talked about this so many times, knew that some batches of vaccine were causing SIDS. You know, the totally unexplainable sudden infant death syndrome back in 1979. And rather than recalling them, they made sure to spread the batches out to avoid being detected. Sound familiar? Allah East Palestine? Spread it out as far as possible so you can go, well, it's, it's about the same as the background level. We can't be sure. They learned this as they continued killing babies. Another example of their lack of concern for kids' lives, the polio shots back in the early 1960s were contaminated with a monkey virus. We've talked about this from, manu- from the manufacturing process. This was due to the use of monkey kidney cells to culture the polio virus. The monkey virus was called SV40. That's an important point right now that I haven't gotten into that you should look into. SV40 isn't dangerous to monkeys, but causes cancer in humans, which we're seeing explosions of cancer because SV40 is in fact being found right now in the COVID injections. The findings were ignored. The kids were given the injections, resulting in brain tumors and death for many kids. More about that story on Broken Truth interview above. I just, it's, it's, it never ends, guys. And I'm not going to play this, but just to end, uh, Dr. John Campbell is pointing out the most important thing that nobody in the corporate news wants to point out. The the data of their own study shows that just like the 36% reevaluation, one in 35 are getting a myocarditis infarction, a, a, a myocarditis issue after these injections. Now, you can argue that some of them aren't immediately life-threatening, but remember the, the NIH study from 19, 2018, I believe, says that 26 to 55%, I believe, the, of non-serious cases can be fatal within the next 10 years. So their lie about saying, but they all go back to normal is, is a desperate lie. The reality is these things are hurting people. They know that they don't care. And I'm worried more about what the real agenda is and how this all overlaps and what this is doing to people's genetics some eugenics game, and whether we're even safe from that. And I'm not trying to scare anybody. These are just open-ended questions that we should ask. Because, you know, we, we can't change these things if we run from what's really going on. And then lastly, you know, those of us that are talking about any of this stuff, well, this is how they're going to effectively try to shut you up, because it is happening. It is really going out right now. We just talked about this more so in our last show. Check that out. But this is from two days ago. I saw this from Bernie's tweets. Thank you for sharing that. National Digital ID. How the government plans to keep track of every citizen with a universal ID linking everything from Medicare to your driver's license. Here's when it will be launched. So let's be clear. Whether or not you think, oh, right wing, left wing news, this is not some kind of wedge issue. This is just a report. Read about it. It's not secret. This is what's happening. It's right on the surface. And now, just like we told you, it went from totally fake news, you're a dangerous misinformation spreader to, yes, it's real, and you're a dangerous person for not supporting it. Just like the vaccine port passport. Remember that? 2020, vaccine passports were dangerous misinformation, and anybody saying that they were real should be dismissed and censored. 2021, right? One day into the next year, vaccine passports are important, and we need them. And anybody saying otherwise is a dangerous misinformation spreader needs to be stopped. The same people said that. That is a cult. We are staring down the top. We're staring down. We know, look, let's put it this way. We, I can see the light at the end of the tunnel, but we're in a tunnel. We are sure as hell staring down the headlights of that vaccine truck or whatever a truck you want to see coming at us. But I can see the light behind that truck. I can see the path forward. 
we just need to stay the course and stand up, show courage more than ever, right? Because this isn't this is only going to get more difficult before it gets better. But we're making a difference, which is all the more reason why we got to keep going, guys. But this is going to be used. They're going to try to stifle you and suppress you and drive you into these areas so they can stop what you're doing. So they can stop us from being able to communicate. Now, we're going to follow up on that, that main discussion. But man, there's something about that that really, I think, is a bigger conversation. I think we're seeing this overlap with the different injections with other versions, mosquitoes, with pesticides. And, you know, just I, I, I'm not even arguing that I necessarily know or would even argue that they're all one agenda. But I'm asking that question. And I think it's very possible based on what we've already seen. And it could just be profiteering with a, with a little bit of side of studying and experimentation. But I leave it to you to come to your own conclusions. We will follow up on this and we will continue to stay focused on the stories that I think are important. You know, whether or not they end up being in the, in the main part of the conversation. So thank you for being here. I love you all. As always, question everything. Come to your own conclusions. Stay vigilant.